Hello, and welcome to the Mormon History Podcast. Bonus Episode 2, George Richens, Sealer, Patriarch, Grandpa. So this is just an intro to my uh, first interview of the podcast. Um, this was conducted uh, earlier in January 2018 with my grandpa. Uh, now my grandpa, he's a patriarch and a sealer for the church, and he's going to explain what that means. But I just want to impress that he takes his calling so seriously that he almost dressed up for the interview, even though it wasn't uh, video. Granted, he thought it would be a video but uh, the, it's kind of funny when he said oh, I'll probably have to dress up for it we all kind of laughed thinking he was joking he's like no that's that's so serious I take my calling and I just I'm impressed by that so now without further ado here's my grandpa George Richens patriarch and sealer and my grandpa okay so we're here with my grandpa and uh, he is a patriarch and a sealer uh, in the church and today we're going to talk about uh, what he does uh, in, in those uh, callings. Now, a calling is like an assignment from the church. Um, it's it's not like a job that you get paid for, but it's a it's a volunteer uh, service that you do uh, for your fellow church members. Um, so, first, Grandpa, what is a patriarch? Well, if you go to the Old Testament, you'll find reference to that word uh, several times. Uh, Many of the um, Christian churches today have abandoned the Old Testament, but uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints reveres it and looks to it for a lot of information that uh, we use in the church today. A patriarch in the Old Testament sometimes refers to the uh, ancient prophets, uh, beginning with Adam. and. Uh, course they all gave blessings to their children. This is true uh, in the Old Testament when you look at uh, the prophet uh, Israel or Jacob who gave blessings to his twelve sons. Uh, you find it also in the Book of Mormon. Uh, uh, Alma giving blessing to his sons. And with the restoration of the gospel, this uh, practice was uh, uh, restored as well. And uh, a patriarch in the church, uh, the very first patriarch was Joseph Smith's father, Joseph Smith Sr. And at that time, the uh, office of patriarch was passed on from father to son. And so when anybody in the church wanted to receive a patriarchal blessing, they would go to the patriarch to the church to receive this blessing. This went on for many years and uh, till the uh, office of patriarch to the church was uh, retired in about 19... Oh, in the early 1970s or even before that, I don't remember the date. And the reason for that is because patriarchs began to be called to serve in the stake positions. 
and so that every stake in the church now should have a patriarch. And uh, a patriarch uh, gives blessings to members of his stake after they are interviewed by their bishop and are found worthy, then they can come to the patriarch for a patriarchal blessing. Awesome. So, well, what, so you already kind of mentioned what you do as a patriarch, uh, and that's give blessings, right? Yes. Um, now, what does this blessing talk about, usually? A patriarchal blessing is something that is sacred, it's confidential, and each member that receives one should uh, should treat it as such. They uh, can look at their patriarchal blessing as, as their own personal scripture to them from their Heavenly Father. Uh, it can serve like the Leahona in the Book of Mormon and be a, uh, a personal guide to them throughout their life. And in the Patriarchal Blessing, which is given under the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Ghost, uh, it will state uh, blessings that that person might receive or could receive through the remainder of their life here on earth as directed through the Holy Spirit to the Patriarch. And so it's really a blessing from your Heavenly Father <clears throat> given by the Patriarch who speaks under the uh, inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Some of the things contained in the blessing might be uh, uh, <clears throat> events that could occur in that person's life providing they are worthy. It could consist of uh, warnings, uh, uh, admonitions and uh, is all done under the authority of the Holy Priesthood and of course in the name of Jesus Christ. Awesome. Yeah, I actually received my blessing from, from my grandpa uh, who's speaking uh, and uh, I keep it with my Book of Mormon and my Bible and I treated the scripture just like just like they are, and it's really been important to me throughout my life. One thing that a patriarch does is declares lineage. Oh, right. Uh, to that individual, and uh, in this regard, we we have to go back to the uh, what we refer to as the Abrahamic covenant, where the Lord promised Abraham certain blessings pertaining to his, uh, his uh, right to bear the priesthood, uh, his, uh, his posterity, and the, uh, the inheritance of, uh, of the lands at that time that were uh, promised for his posterity. And of course, the posterity of Abraham includes his son Isaac and then his grandson uh, Abraham's grandson, Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. And Israel had 12 sons, and their posterity are referred to as the 12 tribes of Israel. And based upon our <clears throat> faithfulness 
and worthiness, if you will, in our pre-earth life where we lived with our Heavenly Father's spirits because He is the Father of our spirits. Those who were more righteous and more faithful in our pre-mortal life were foreordained to come to this earth with the blood of Israel flowing through their veins. Or in other words, they were foreordained to become the children of Israel, who were God's promised children. Now this just isn't members of the church. These uh, children of Israel are scattered throughout the world. And when they are identified and when they accept the gospel, then they would be eligible for this patriarchal blessing we're speaking of. But when lineage is declared to an individual, <coughs> that determines their eligibility to receive the blessings of that particular line of posterity, which mainly is the Abrahamic covenant. And we can inherit the blessings promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and to the 12 sons of Israel. Wow. That's, that's, that just goes to show how important the patriarchal blessing is, that it uh, promises blessings and can warn and, uh, and you can uh, find your lineage. Uh, if you're a member of the church and you'd like a patriarchal blessing, uh, you just go to your bishop and he'll determine uh, if you're ready for it. And also you, you have to decide yourself if you're ready for it. And uh, um, awesome. Um, so, Grandpa, if you would, uh, what is the sealing power? <clears throat> well, the sealing power, I believe, is that, uh, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the only church that talks about the sealing power. This uh, is, uh, I, I think of the uh, prophet uh, Elijah in the Old Testament who was the last prophet of the Old Testament to uh, hold this sealing power. And remember, he had the power to, uh, to seal the heavens and so that it wouldn't rain. And whatever he did because of his righteousness and priesthood authority, uh, whatever he did on earth was uh, recognized by the heavens. So the, the term that is often used is whatever is uh, sealed on earth is also sealed in heaven. If you'll remember uh, the Savior, Jesus Christ, on the uh, Mount of Transfiguration, was transfigured before uh, Peter, James, and John. And at that time, the prophet Elijah and Moses and uh, appeared to uh, Jesus Christ and uh, gave to him the sealing power. And about a week later, Jesus Christ told Peter, James, and John that he would give unto them the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that whatsoever they bind on earth would be bound in heaven. And so that same sealing power that Elijah had was given to Peter, James, and John. Now, with the uh, subsequent apostasy and then later the restoration of the gospel through the prophet Joseph Smith, the prophet Elijah himself appeared to the prophet Joseph Smith 
and Oliver Cowdery in the Kirtland Temple in 1836 and restored this same sitting power to them. And so they uh, held this same sealing power and it is still in the church today held by one man only and that is the prophet and president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This sealing power is uh, it's a key, uh, one of the keys of the priesthood and every apostle or general authority is delegated this power whenever they are ordained to their office. Uh, the power is then disseminated to presidents of temples and they're not given the keys at all. Only, again, only one man holds that and that's the president of the church. But each temple president receives the sealing power and then a few men within each temple is also delegated this sealing power so that they can perform these ordinances in the temple. Uh, wherever possible, this sealing power is bestowed upon these sealers in the temple by one of the apostles. But when that's not available because of the growth of the church throughout the world, then the temple president will receive a letter from the prophet authorizing him to set apart certain brethren that have been found worthy to receive this sealing power. And certain words are indicated in that letter to be used when a cedar is set apart. Once that is accomplished and that cedar has the authority to perform the sealing ordinances within the temple that uh, seal families together, that seal a husband and wife in eternal marriage, and that uh, will seal their children to them. This of course uh, is effective not only for the living but those for the dead. And so one of the great purposes of our temples is to uh, uh, seal our deceased uh, ancestors to one another and their children to them so that uh, they would be eligible for the blessings that Heavenly Father has for them. When a man and a woman is married in the temple, they are participating in the uh, in an ordinance that is the ultimate of all ordinances. There's no other ordinance in the church that is higher or more important than the sealing of a husband and wife uh, as eternal companions uh, in the in the temple with this sealing power. Uh, you'll, in the doctrine of the church, the, uh, you'll find that in order to attain the highest degree in the celestial kingdom, you have to be sealed in the temple as husband and wife. There will be no single people that are not eternally married in that, in the highest kingdom of the celestial kingdom.
Um, so why do they have to be in the temples? <clears throat> temples are built for this very specific uh, purpose. Uh, there's a statement in the scriptures, uh, in, the, in the Bible, where it says the Lord will suddenly come to his temple. The uh, LDS church is the only church that we're aware of that, that builds temples to the Lord that are used for this, those specific purposes. Uh, these ordinances are so sacred and holy that they have to be done in a special place. And that is in the house of the Lord, that once they're built, they are dedicated to the Lord to be his house. And then only those people that have been found worthy and have a recommend of worthiness from their bishop can enter the temple. And so it is a special place where we believe the Lord visits regularly and uh, uh, it's in the temples that these sacred and holy ordinances are performed. Not only for the living but for also those who have, of our loved ones or ancestors who have passed on. Great. Yeah, so um if you're a member of the church and you want to go to the temple again, you'd uh, talk to your bishop. Um, and yeah, before we end, I just want to uh, reiterate that we are not uh, official representatives of the church. Uh, my grandpa is a sealer and a, and a patriarch, and that's his calling. But um, as, as far as I know, he can't speak for the church. Um, that's that's correct. That's correct. So, um, grandpa, now is your opportunity if you if you. I uh, feel comfortable to share your testimony uh, with the listeners. Okay. Well, I, I'm grateful for the many blessings that come to uh, those members of the church that are faithful. And uh, we believe that uh, if we are faithful and are worthy for the companionship of the Holy Ghost, then we can receive inspiration and revelation through the Holy Ghost to guide and direct our lives here upon the earth in all that we do, not just in church callings, but uh, whether you're a student in school or working or in your family relationships, you are entitled to the uh, gift of revelation through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I am thankful as a patriarch that uh, I strive to be worthy of the companionship of the Holy Ghost so that I can function properly in, uh, in the calling that I have. Uh, it is uh, an awesome responsibility when you think that you're having to give blessings to individuals that come to you properly recommended and declare to them their lineage and then state what may or may not happen to them in their future lives. So one has to be in tune with the Spirit in order to serve properly in this calling. So I'm thankful for the uh, gift of the Holy Ghost and uh, thankful for the uh, leaders of the church, our president and prophet and uh, the twelve apostles who set the standard for the church members. And I know that they are apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
chosen to uh, minister in the affairs of the church in these latter days. I know that uh, Jesus Christ stands at the head of our church and reveals his will through our living prophet. Uh, this uh, inspiration uh, or revelation filters down to those in the church and I'm grateful to have it in my life. Uh, I know that uh, our church is, is the church that Jesus Christ set up when he was here upon the earth and I'm grateful to be a member of it. I'm also grateful to uh, hold the holy Melchizedek priesthood and uh, pray that I may always be worthy to exercise it properly. I'm grateful uh, to know that uh, the church is true, that Joseph Smith was indeed a prophet called of God in these latter days to, to reestablish the Savior's church here upon the earth. And I know that all of those prophets who succeeded Joseph Smith down to and including our present prophet on the earth today, that they have been selected by our Heavenly Father, by our Lord, and uh, guides and directs the church today under the Lord's direction. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Grandpa. So yeah, that's my grandpa. So I hope you all enjoyed that first interview of, uh, from my grandpa and his calling as sealer and patriarch. Um, so this has been a bonus episode of the Mormon History Podcast. Thanks for listening.